Some weeks back, we began our teaching on the topic deception. Amen. And we understood that as believers, we are not uh, excluded from the trap of being deceived by the devil. Amen. And we understood that if Adam and Eve, at the time they were created, enjoying the cool evening service every day with the Father in the Garden of Eden, yes, they fell for the deception of the devil. We must understand that we also have a part to play to ensure that we are not being deceived by the devil. Amen. Amen. The last time we started on knowing who are the sons of God. The Greek word for the word sons is heroes. And then we understood from that word that the sons of God are those who God, who only God as a loving father shapes their character by chastisement. God will discipline everyone believer, everyone of his son, everyone of his daughter that he loves. Amen. Amen. He won't leave you to yourself because he wants you to be like him, to live exactly like him, even while you're still here on earth. He will do what relieves you and pass you through, like you said, breakthrough. He will break you and pass you through until you will be like him. Amen. And then again, the, the second thing that makes us understand what some sons of God are is that they are those who revere God as their father. They worship God piously. Amen. They don't just see God as a deity, but they recognize him as their father and they worship him thus. Amen. The third one is that the sons of God are those who in character and in life resemble God. We reminded ourselves of the fact that in the world today, there are many people who are asking, are we sure there are Christians in this world? The reason why church comments are coming up is because the resemblance of Christ is lacking in the lives of believers. And so we must understand that to be sons of God, the world expects to see the character and the life of God. In us. Amen. The fourth one is that those who are governed by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. So we must understand that if you call yourself the son of God, then you must be true to yourself that you are being led by the Spirit of God. Okay, praise God. Romans. No joke. Amen. If you are submitting yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit, then you can be bold to declare that you are a son of God. There is no argument about that. Amen. And then the last thing is that to be source of God means that you are able to repose the same calm and joyful trust in God which children do to their parents. The same calm and joyful trust. I mean, a child can ask unimaginable tales from their parents. And you know, they actually be joyful. <laughs> you just tell them, yes, I'll give it to you. You will see them trusting and waiting. Amen. And you see from the, the, the scriptures, we understand that this same term was used for Jesus. Okay? And this is because Jesus Christ was seen to enjoy the supreme love of God. 
He was united with God in affectionate intimacy and obedient to the Father's will in all his acts. That's why he could pray, not my will, but thy will be done. He says, I do nothing until I see my Father do it. So I don't just come out to do anything. I see my Father do it before I come to do it. So it means that he doesn't just do his own will. He was doing the will of the Father. And so the same way we are expected as believers, don't be moved by your own will. If you are moved by your own will, then you are not positioning yourself to actually live the life of the sons of God. To be a son of God, you must release yourself to doing only what the Spirit of God needs you to do. Only what the Word of God needs you to do. Amen. And then for some of us that we hear, but we still we still fight it, we must, you know, practice standing against every forces that will make us fight the will of God for our lives. Amen. But those other things are trying to, you know, deny us of living the life of Christ, displaying the character of God, and living the life of God. Amen. So what then does it mean to, to earn? We started with what it means to earn. So exactly what does it mean to earn as children of God? The Greek word of earn is plano. And there defines it as to cause to stray, to lead astray, to lead aside from the right way, to go astray, to wander, to roam about. So metaphorically, to lead away from the truth, to lead into error, to deceive, to be led into error, to be led aside from the path of virtue, to go astray, to sin. It also means to severe or to fall away from the truth. And this you see in the life of heretics. Amen. To be led away into error and sin. Praise the Lord. So with all these definitions by Taylor, we are made to understand that to be deceived is not exclusive of one's design. Just the same way we can't be talking of having fufu without cassava. We can't be talking of powdered yam without yam. Okay? We can't be talking of having uh, cocoa without the, the raw material of either corn or kidney corn. Amen. Same way, you can't be talking about being deceived without your desires getting involved. A man is deceived because of his lust, because of his desires. The scripture tells us that the person is tempted by the evil things he or she wants. Praise God. That if the person's own desire leads him, causes him or her to stray away, and then traps him or her, hence leading them into error and sin. It's your desire that sets a trap for you. Your desire that puts you in a position where you can be severed away from the truth. We need to understand that deception doesn't just come. If you look at the story of Adam and Eve, it wasn't the same day that Satan began to minister to communicate with Eve that she fell for the fruit of the good and evil. She kept on practicing what reasoning 
with the devil because of her desires to do it. What is about that thing? What is about that thing? What is about that thing? We must watch our desires. We must watch our desires. If your desires are not controlled by the Spirit of God, if you don't submit them to the leading of the Holy Spirit, you can be easily deceived. That can be the trap the enemy is setting to lead you away from the truth, to make you fall away, to make you commit a sin, to make you do what? Commit an error as a believer. Praise God. So how can a believer avoid being deceived? Let's read the book of James chapter 1 and verse 21 again. James 1, 21. Uh, it's why for lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be a doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway. Forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and bringeth not his tongue but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is what? Vain. Pure religion and unified before God the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep itself is unsputed from the world. Amen. So, how can a believer avoid being deceived? One, you must abandon everything morally impure. All forms of wicked conduct must be avoided. It must be avoided. Many believers today still think that they are not yet saved by the way they act, by the way they respond. Amen. That someone steps on you, you don't even give it another touch. Before you know it, you're blown up. Before you know it, you have spoken some languages that even the unbeliever will not speak. We have to watch it. You have to do what? Be sensitive and watch it. Abandon every morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. You have a learning. You know you cannot take care of her. Return her back. You don't give your children food and make us starve. That is a wicked conduct. You don't see your neighbor having some issues, and instead of helping us, you go to another neighbor to discuss the issue. Those are wicked conducts. Those are morally impure, you know, conducts. And so we must abandon them. If not, we may fall into the deception of being deceived by the devil. Amen. Another one is that we have to maintain a spirit, a sensitive spirit that is able to absorb God's word, which has been implanted within our nature. We have Christ living in us. Amen. And new birth we receive that seal. That seal serves as an implantation of the word of God in the first place. Amen. So we have to maintain the what? A sensitive spirit. Only a sensitive spirit can make you receive the word of God. 
We have seen situations where people here come to church, the pastor preaches, they go back home and they are angry. Why are you angry? It's a pastor preach about you. The pastor is another book aside the Bible, no. So the scripture he uses from the Bible, yes. And all he was saying was making you angry because it was sitting you. It is because your spirit is not sensitive to absorb. Rather, it's fighting. When your spirit is not sensitive to absorb the word of God, what does it do? It resists it. And so we have to be careful. Leave your spirit to be free. Let it, let, let it be in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Only then can it flow with the word of God. Your spirit can only align with the word of God when it yields to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we must maintain a sensitive spirit as believers. The third one is that we have to pay attention to it and be obedient to God's word. Pay attention to God's word. Amen. You have to give yourself wholly to the word of God. You don't to go and come with God's word. You don't take it today and leave it for another 30 days. Amen. We have to keep reading the word of God. We have to yield ourselves to the word of God. Praise God. The book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline and hear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from their eyes. Keep them in the midst of their hearts. For they are what? Life unto those that find them and help to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put that far from thee. Praise God. So you have to do what? Pay attention to the word of God. That is the only time life can be your portion for God's word. That is the only time you can receive the insight that this is a trap of the enemy. This is the plot of the devil to make me go astray, to, to, to subject me from the truth of God's word. So we have to be what? Careful by paying attention to God's word. And not just paying attention to God's word, we have to be what? Obedient to the word of God. Whatsoever the word of the Lord says, do it. My mentor, Mr. Benjamin, we always say, I take it wrong. It comes wrong. I take it wrong. I don't want to it down. I don't make it suit me before I do it. You don't go into where it's convenient before you obey the instruction of God. Do it immediately. Do it in season. Do it when not convenient. Do it when convenient. But God wants you to do it when as he says it. Praise God. When you see what the word of God is concerning your life, begin to implement it. Don't wait to don't wait for a time that is more convenient for you, more comfortable for you. Praise God. Again, another thing that we must look at is that to avoid being deceived, you have to let the word of truth be in action in your life. Be in action in your life. Be a doer of the word of God. Be a doer of the word of God. Give, it shall be given unto you. You don't just tell people, give, and it shall be given unto you. You have to also be what? A giver. Be an action word believer. Don't be a passive word believer. Don't come, receive, 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 but they don't see it working in your life. I hear a preacher say, he said, I've gone to a church for over 15 meetings. And they invited me to come again. So I told them I'm not coming. So, I will not 
serving you? Are we not giving you all the hospitality required? He said, I enjoy everything, but I'm not going to say why. He said, everything I've been teaching you, but I'm not seeing you implement one in your church. So I'm not coming again. We have to go to this level when we are tired of what teaching and members are not hearing. We are tired of teaching and members are not implementing. You must refuse to be corrupted 
unstained by the values of this world. Because of time, we will not be able to stay on this point. We will continue the messaging and, and trash this point properly. So we must understand that as believers, as sons of God, we can be deceived. And that is because if we don't pay attention to the word of God, if we don't abandon everything that is morally impure, and all forms of wicked conduct, if we are not sensitive in the spirit to absorb the word of God, if we don't let the truth of God be an action word in our life, if we don't control our tongue, we can be deceived. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. May we yield ourselves again and again to the Holy Spirit to continue to lead us.